Have you been a victim of a scalper and now you wander lost in the wild and fear that the toys you're hunting for will forever be out of your reach? Well, my fellow toy junkies, fear not. I have the answer. Well, actually, I don't, but these toy store owners do. Find them with me, Bevan, at a toy store near you, the podcast. What up, everyone? This is Bevan, and welcome to a toy store near you podcast, the companion podcast to a toy store near you on Prime Video. Today, I'm gonna take it down to Kokomo. I'll get you there, and then we'll take it slow, because that's where we wanna go. Way down to Kokomo toys how are you i'm good how was how was your holiday season good not enough time off but there never is well that's good that you guys were were really busy with all the new craziness of omicron i was uh home and everyone got sick yeah we've been um still being being real careful the store we're still wearing masks and stuff like that even though they don't have a mandate here but they should yeah absolutely especially because it spreads like wildfire now. Yeah. So great. Let's get this party started. You, your store opens in an hour, right? Or is it open already? No, we're actually closed today. Oh, you are. Okay. That's awesome. Well, tell me what's been, tell me what's been going on since we last spoke. How, how's the store doing any new updates? Yeah, it's been doing well the craziness of Christmas and then the rush after Christmas. And then we get a little bit of relief before, you know, spring starts to kick in and everything gets crazy all over again. When you talk about after Christmas rush, what kind of rush is that? Just things, people are just, you know, they got Christmas money and they're wanting to come in there and spend it basically. Yeah. Christmas money, gift cards. Sometimes with people that collect, they don't, family and friends, they don't know what to get them. So They'll just come in and give them a gift card or um, sometimes they'll just give them money, you know, so that they can go and buy whatever it is they need for their collection because they're not that familiar with it. We get a lot of people in here and they're confused. They're like, well, it's like, he likes Star Wars and, you know, he likes, you know, Luke. Well, there's like, you know, several different versions of Luke. So, you know, which one does he like? And so it's, like I said, it gets confusing for them. <laughs> and then their brain explodes. They're like, there's more than one Luke? What do you mean? Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, because this was a new thing that Nacelle just promoted, is the toy passport. How Are you guys involved with the toy passport? They had mentioned it to us. I haven't received anything yet, so I don't know how that works exactly, because I haven't talked to Rich, but they had said something in an email they'd sent to us and, and talked about doing that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I saw, I mean, it's a brand new thing. I haven't Mm -hmm. even received one yet either. And I was actually at one of the toy stores of the current season because it's based in Houston Hmm. where I live. And so I went to super, super happy, incredible toys. And I actually got to record with them physically there. It was very exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was very excited. I would like to come visit all of you guys eventually one day when, you know, a pandemic is not looming over our head being like you yeah. sure you want to travel i mean you might spread if you uh if you go anywhere yeah that's always the that's always the concern but like so that's why we stick with the masks and things like that because people come from all kinds of different states and stuff so it's just like you know you don't know what they have or what we have here and so it's just like oh it's just all be safe <laughs> 
Well, we didn't bring this up last time we chatted, but the guest book, I, I missed uh, talking about the guest book last time. And I was curious to see uh, what parts of the world have been put in your guest book that normally you would not think would be in the guest book for you guys. There are um, lots of Midwest, obviously. Um, we got some people from Texas, California. I mean, really everywhere. I mean, they have, um, I've got people that come down in, from Canada and then up from Mexico, either when they come in for business or uh, family. Um, so they'll, you know, they're always so excited to come because they only get to come like once a year. So others have been visitors from like Philippines, Japan. So it's just really a matter of, you know, who's in the area for what, but it's, it's pretty exciting when they get a chance to, to make the trip over. Yeah, exactly. Have you guys ever gotten anybody from like South Korea? Possibly. There's actually um, one of the schools here has a um, international program oh, nice. and their housing is like a block away. So they come from all over. So like I said, I know for sure there was some J uh, Japan, Germany, I think one of the kids is from Germany. So like I said, we get all kinds of kids from, you know, specifically just from that. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I, I was curious when you guys were highlighting your guest book, I was like, oh, I don't know if we talked about like what parts of the world are actually in that guest book. Yeah, there's, um, trying to think, I know the UK for sure. Um, I've had a few people from there and then France. And then there's also a gentleman, I'm trying to remember which country he is from. Um, it was in South America uh -huh. and he's currently living here in town and working on moving his family up here. But oh, he nice. goes back and forth and, and visits and stuff. So his wife's real excited to come and visit when she gets up here. Nice. And how is Geek Street doing since uh, we last spoke? Good. We have since got, I think, I don't know if the bookstore was in when you got, when we last spoke, but there's a used bookstore just a couple doors down. Um, she's doing really well. The record store obviously is still there, the comic book store. So everybody's, you know, pivoting around the challenges and things with COVID, but everybody's doing really well. Oh, good. And the, and the board game store is still going well? The cards yeah. and game store? Great. They are. Yeah. I was a little concerned for them just because they have, you know, people come in there to play. Right. So you know his tournaments and, and things like that the pictures still look really good like high attendance and things so as far as I know everybody's doing really well I love that you guys have that community and you even got the mayor to like yeah <laughs> basically give you guys a shout out being like yes geek streets like my jam it's right close to city hall let's get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that and I love that you guys uh keep highlighting supportive community too so it's yeah. really nice that you also highlighted you know the comic book owner, owner and the uh, the tarot, the tarot, I almost said tarot cards. Does he do actually tarot card reading there? Not that I know of, but I've not asked. <laughs> it may be something special. That, that could be something that he could do. Be like, look guys, I sell tarot cards. If you want, you can come and get a reading. <laughs> when will the pandemic end? <laughs> when will we not be... Never mind. Anyways, I'm spiraling off, but I wanted to actually revisit some of the uh, episode highlights that you guys have. Like you guys really like to um, highlight the independent toy creators and the independent yeah. toy art. How has that been going? Um, amazingly well. There's been a lot of people that we've been able to introduce 
into those designers that would not have known about them otherwise. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not always, uh, some of them are from other countries and things, but it's fun to see people get excited about new designs and not just simply, you know, the vintage stuff, which obviously is very nostalgic for everyone, but it's fun to see them can still be excited about new things that come out and still have that nostalgic flair to them, but it's something new. That is awesome. Is there any one particular line that you're excited to highlight that just recently came out? Like, or they have a new line that came out for the holidays and it's selling really well? There's, (laughs) well, I hate to single out anyone. Um, Well, then list all of them. (laughs) Yeah, because like Boss Fight Studios has come out with several amazing different lines and series and different waves of those lines. So they've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and then of course, Super 7 has, they've been doing a lot of new things, a lot of like classic monsters, a lot of music figures and, and some of the newer cartoons even, but those have been, those have been uh, received really well. Um, and of course they did the revamp of the uh, Masters of the Universe line. So yep. those have been going well. And they also did the Ninja Turtles as well. So those were doing really well too. I love me some turtle power. Yeah. Did you did you guys watch the new Masters of the Universe? I've watched, we've made it through a couple. I've got like a really big backlog of things I'm supposed to have been watched by okay. now. Mm-hmm. And with the holidays and everything, we got kind of behind. So I'm <laughs> I'm still catching up. Um, it is on the list though. We've watched the first few episodes and things before we had to switch, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been really well received. So good. Good. Well, uh, now there was two He-Man shows. Do you have two different Mm -hmm. toy lines for the He-Man shows in your store? You see super seven, I think has recently redone the ones they had like the 2000 X line had their Mm -hmm. own toys. Um, and then the Maddie did theirs. And then they also did um, like filmation. Right. And then like I said, Super 7 has stepped in and done kind of a revamp of it. And then obviously the toys for the new game man are coming out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I was curious when Netflix put out two He-Man shows at the same time, how the toys were going to, if they were going to kind of compete with one another, or if it was going to be more of a collector thing, I was like, oh, I got to collect this He-Man collection and this He-Man collection. It'd be both. Yeah. yeah. Some people will favor one above the other. Some will be, oh, I have to have all of them. So it, it just depends on the collector. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Another thing I was curious about, because I was revisiting your episode this morning and I, I was in awe on the production quality of the yeah. episode. You guys really incorporated some really interesting shots and you, uh, you had great lighting. And I was actually going to ask, did we talk about like what the behind the scenes was of that? Like what kind of camera did you shoot on? What kind of lights did you use? Did you have a director? Yeah, my buddy, um, it's, he does video and stuff. He has his own private thing, but he also works for the city and does a lot of their video. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So he's, he's amazing in all kinds of ways. I have no idea what kind of camera he uses. I, we just stand and do what he tells us, but he's, he's, he's rarely wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you walk me through the story of that? So you get, you get the green light from Brian or Rich. Like, yeah, we're going to use your store. Go like what happened next? Well, we reached out to everybody because they told us we could film on a phone or, you know, however we wanted to do that. But 
we're not particularly, that's not really what I do for a living. So, right. you know, sometimes you take video or pictures and it doesn't look very good. And so I was just, we were telling my buddy about it and like said, it's what he does. That's his passion. So he's like, oh, you got to let me do it. And we're like, okay. So he came in and, you know, was just like, you know, this is the best light. This is the best angle. This is. And so, like I said, we just stood where he told us and did our thing. That's awesome. How long did it take you guys to shoot? We filmed over a few month period, a few months, because it was a little difficult because we were recording, then we would send it, and then we would be like, "Oh, you know what? Well, you know, we have these questions, or you know." So we'd have to go back and forth a few times, and me and you know, working in video and audio, things don't always transfer over the way they're supposed to, and then it has to be redone if something's lost. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so. <laughs> We ran into that as well. So yeah. Did, did Richard Bryan make you guys reshoot anything? Not really. I mean, there was a few things because of the timing of it that they said, Hey, would you add in? Because when we started filming, we were closed, you know, they had everybody shut down. And then by the time we were getting towards the end of it, we had opened back up. So they had asked for, you know, a little information, a little, um, after the fact of being back open. So right a perspective from that way. So that's, I think if I remember right, that's about the only thing that was specifically asked to be, you know, kind of redone or re-added in. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, look, that's pretty lucky. I mean, some of those guys are like, oh yeah, we had to reshoot half our episode. It's like, oh, did you really? Yeah. And like I said, we didn't, I don't think we had to reshoot a lot. Like I said, I think we, I think we sent them more than they actually needed. Oh, it good. was just like, you know, pick from that, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, works best for the episode. Cause I mean, we could, we could film all day. I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? So it's just like, whatever, wherever you guys want. Was there anything that did not go into your episode that you wish had? Not specifically. I don't okay. really remember any, cause when we watched the final one, we were pretty proud of it. Like it, it, we felt like our message came through and we felt it was, you know, presented nicely. And obviously we thought the recording was great because like you said, my friend was in charge of all that. So I don't think so. I don't think we missed anything. Cool. And I also love that the running gag, if you will, was the show me something cool. Yeah. Or get me something cool. It was get, get me something cool. Yeah. I think that's what he said. Yeah. Get me, <laughs> get me something cool. Get, get me something. And I want to be like, well, show me something cool. Cause like yeah. you guys, your store is massive and I love your high ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. It's one of my favorite things. And I like the green pillars too. Did you choose that color for any particular reason? Or it was just like, you know, green brings prosperity and it has a calming. Sensation. No, we, we kind of went um, primary colors. We felt that was most playful. So just with the red, yellow, blue, green, we just kind of tried to stick with, you know, the basic, the basic colors of play, if you will. And that's just the way we picked it out. And the one thing that I found that has changed a lot since the pandemic is that the digital storefront became vital for the survival of independent toy uh, store owners. Do you have any like tidbits? Cause you even had somebody highlights in your episode that you guys have been very successful with having a digital storefront. Do you have any mm -hmm. tidbits for those out there that are still kind of struggling to kind of tap into that? Yeah, it's a difficult market because you're competing with so many people over so much area, but it's, we've been doing it for, oh man, 
probably 15 years or more. So, okay, you know, we have an established storefront and things like that. So it was a little bit easier for us to pivot more to online as opposed to in-store because of that. We had all the tools and, and everything already in place. So for us, not much changed in that manner, but it, it is very difficult with, like I said, with just the sheer amount of competition and things like that to to do online stuff and try to do it right and hope that it works out in your benefit. <laughs> do you have any tidbits on like how to do audience outreach, especially if it's such a competitive market, but it's also kind of niche and in the mm-hmm. sense too. Yeah, it's, it, I think that's the trick of the trade is trying to figure out who your market is and where you can reach them. And right. I don't actually do the marketing. My husband does that. So I don't yeah, I don't have all the uh, <laughs> all of the ins and outs in that, but I know it's just trying to get yourself out there in front of people that are, you know, interested in what it is you have, you know, you have to sell. Yeah, and you guys also take part in a lot of local communities too, like the chili cook-off, I believe you mentioned is one of them, and that yeah. kind of helps with exposure too, and helps, you know, get back to the community so people are aware of, oh, look, we're here. Yeah, we try to do what we can, depends on, the sheer amount of just how busy things are here, but we try to do like a lot of donations and help out with like the local charities. So we do a lot in that sense. We also try to participate in the community events when they happen, but it kind of depends on our schedule and the workload that we have as to how much we can participate. Right. We've done the chili cook-offs and stuff like that in the past. I think they've actually paused all of that type of thing for, you know, COVID and things. But yeah, we've done it in the past. We want some trophies and uh, my buddy cooks all that chili, not me. So I'm not trying to take any credit for anything like that. <laughs> he is a much better cook than I am. So, but yeah, we, you know, we try to highlight the community because we get a lot of people that are not from here. Mm-hmm. So we provide like maps for the downtown area. We provide uh, visitors guides for the city and things like that. Just so when people come even if they can't do it this time, maybe there's something else they'd like to visit while they're in town the next time they come. There's like an opalescent glass factory here, which is a pretty popular attraction for people that like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's other things to do in this area. So we try to highlight that and help promote, you know, the city in general and, and, you know, just other things you can enjoy while you're here. Yeah. Again, promoting the community. How, how Mm -hmm. has your tourism been since uh, you've opened back up? Um, it's still been good. I don't know. I would say there was, I mean, they, people came out for it once they kind of lifted a lot of the um, restrictions and things like that. People were able to open back up. And even with the mask mandates that they had at the time, um, think, I mean, people showed out for it. Like they were tired of being in their houses. Mm-hmm. They were tired of being stuck at home with their kids all day. So yeah. they, they were like, yes, please. So yeah, it's still, it's still been great. They've they've really come out and showed, you know, a lot of support for us. So, and we really appreciate that. That's fantastic. That's, that's almost a 180 from what I'm currently dealing with here in New York, because everyone's kind of panicking Mm. again. So we're, so not a lot of people are willing to venture out right now. You know, a lot of the big social gatherings were basically lockdown or canceled during the holiday season. So I I'm very curious how like Indiana is doing post New York where we're like, yo, I'll see you in a month, maybe five. Yeah. Um, Indiana's not that way. Midwest is kind of not that 
panicky? Not that cons- yeah, I, I don't know. I want to say panicky, but they anxious. They're not anxious, like at all, at all. So, like I said, we still do masks and stuff here just because we don't want to get sick, right? Um, and we have loved ones that you know don't want to be sick either. So we're cautious about that, but not really a lot of other places in the area, you know, mm-hmm. will require anything like that. Or the Midwest is not, um, <laughs> not all that concerned about it. Not all that concerned. I mean, look, I, I love that you guys are living your life, but also being careful and cautious at the same time. I want to circle back to, I also, while watching your episode today, I was like, the one thing that is unique to you guys that I've heard that I've not heard from other toy store owners yet is that if you, if you buy toys, you will take the whole lot. And I've had some mm-hmm. toy store owners be like, I only take a certain amount of things. I can't, you know, some people will come in and buy and I will, I will reject buying any of that. And I was just curious how you guys, how the logistics of that works, because you guys are one of the rare people that will just literally take it all. Yeah, we, um, I don't like to send people back with things, especially if they're trying to liquidate whatever, for whatever reason they have this collection. So a lot of times we'll, we'll just buy all of it and then, you know, say, Hey, I can't pay a whole lot for, you know, some of the stuff, but in the seven stuff we end up with that we don't actually sell or can't sell for whatever reason, a lot of that stuff we end up donating because there's other charities and things in the area that could use different types of toys or things like that, that would be beneficial to them, but, you know, don't really do me a whole lot of good. So we always try to make sure whatever it is we get goes to the best place possible that can utilize those. Well, that's cool. What kind of charity events would want to take vintage toys out of curiosity? It's usually not a whole lot of vintage ones that we donate because we don't like to donate ones that are already open. Mm -hmm. There are certain things they do a, where they were doing like a light display here in town and they would collect um, like stuffed animals in, you know, good shape. And everybody that came through in their cars to drive through this thing, all of the kids in the car would get a stuffed animal. Oh, that's cute. So, yeah. The guy was super nice. It was kind of an independent thing that was done. It wasn't actually done by, you know, any city or county thing. So we met him one time. He was going to garage sales and getting you know, stuffed animals. And he told me what he was doing with it. And I'm like, just take the whole bunch. And this is just personal, you know, stuff that we had had way back when. And so when we started doing the store, we called him and like, Hey, anytime we get, you know, we'll just box all these up that are in good shape. You know, we'll call you and just come get them. So for used stuff, that was kind of about as far as we can go. Um, a lot of stuff goes to like the hospitals, um, mm-hmm. they get kids in. So they prefer new stuff just because if, you know, the kids are immune compromised yeah. or anything like that. So it's best if they have something new. Um, and then there's also like uh, the women's shelter because they have, sometimes they're displaced. And so they just kind of have what they have. They don't have a whole lot of things they were able to take with them. Um, okay. So it's nice, you know, to be able to donate toys over there for the kids to play with, board games, things like that. So some of the other used items can go there because they're going to be, you know, immediately played with, with, in, in kind of a, um, oh, like a general area, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a playroom or something. So mm-hmm. it'll be available to many kids. So like, so whatever we think we can, you know, donate through the United way, or, you know, we contact a bunch of people and say, Hey, what can you do with us? 
That's awesome. I love that you guys find basically recycle toys. Yeah. Which is, which is fantastic and great. That way it's not going to a waste dump or anything like that. Oh my God. Did Toy Story 3 trigger you? When, yeah, it was a little rough. <laughs> it was like yeah. when they almost were burnt alive. I was like, oh God, is this what happens to all of our toys? Yeah, it was a little, yeah. Watching that one was a little rough. Actually, all the Toy Stories I think were a little rough. Just, it's just like, no, don't do that. Or, you know, and it's, yeah. But they were enjoyable. But like I said, some of the parts were a little, little, <laughs> little rough. Tug at you a little bit. Yeah. It was hard. Well, I keep wanting to recycle this question because I'm I'm continuously fascinated by the sliding scale of what is considered vintage and what is considered modern. Because mm-hmm. the further <laughs> along we get, the debate rises of, well, is something 20 years ago considered vintage? Because that's only the 90s. Or right. not, no, that's the 2000s at this point. Yeah. How do you how do you separate and put them in those categories as the years go so, by? Yeah, sometimes I forget, <laughs> you know, how old everything is and how old I am. So, you know, people are like, oh, do you guys buy these kinds of toys? But I'm like, oh, no, those are antiques. You know, we don't really do that. And then it's just like people come in and like, oh, do you guys have any antique Star Wars? And I'm like, you need to watch yourself because antique quite isn't right, at least in my mind. Um, although age, <laughs> age-wise, I think it's getting really close if it hasn't already hit it because I thought antique was around 50 years uh-huh. or so. So it's um, getting dangerously close, but people will come in and they'll ask for vintage Star Wars. And I'm like, yeah, and I'll go and I'll show them the stuff in the 70s. They're like, oh, no, no, you know, the power of the force. And, you know, when they first did the first prequels and I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're getting, we're, um, yeah, that's about right. So I guess we're yeah. getting up there, guys. Guess we're getting up there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of, I kind of have to gauge it as to what age group I'm talking to when they say those things. And then I kind of have an idea of what it is they're looking for. Yeah, that it's, and Star Wars is such a great example too, because it's, it's literally going all the way from the Kenner era to the, you know, the current Mandalorian, the child era where, yeah. you know, everyone wants the child. Are people still asking for the child, Grogu? They are, um, but they're, you know, they're really into the Mandalorian himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put out a few good figures now for it. So that one is still real popular. Mandalorian in particular has always been popular. So no matter whether it was specifically Boba Fett or, you know, just the armor itself, people always like that. It's a cool design. Mm-hmm. Are you guys excited about the book of Boba Fett bringing about more yeah. figurines? Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah, we've been watching that and we've been really happy with just the portrayal of it and the story and the backstory. And I, I've seen some people say that they didn't care for certain aspects of it, but Star Wars spans over so much time and so many different things. It's just like, you just have to love it for what it is. Oh yeah. You know, don't have any expectations and, you know, just have fun with the story. Well, I feel like John Favreau and Dave Filoni really understand the essence of it. Yeah, I agree. They've and done I, a great job. They've done a great job with the Mandalorian and they've done a great job so far with the, the book of Boa Fett and, you know, Dave Filoni, uh, like I even enjoyed Oh God, I'm going to age myself back in the day when there was a cartoon called the Clone Wars. Yeah. I loved when yeah, he, that they did that. Yeah, that was real popular. Yeah. It was really yeah, popular. That was, yeah. I got friends that still rewatch that. Wait, is that vintage yet? 
Is the Clone Wars vintage yet? I'm going to say no. I'm okay. Just gonna go no. All right. Great. No, no, no. That's yeah. good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's modern. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, modern. Yep. It's still modern. It's still modern. No, no. It's great. I know we talk about this too, but I keep, it's just a funny running gag I have with everybody now of like to Funko or not to Funko. That is the question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We Funko. You Funko. Yeah. You Funko. All the Funko. How many Funko Pops do you think you have? Ooh, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's the hundreds. Hundred. Okay. So you, yeah. you just go hundreds. all in. Plural. Yeah. All, all in. in. Yeah. I've got like nine display cases that have the higher end ones. Uh-huh. And then I've got, I don't even know how many racks of uh, the more common ones, but it, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. No, I mean, yeah, lot. there's, there's some toy store owners are like, nope, F the Funko. There's no fun mm-hmm. in my Funko pop. <laughs> You know, like, they, uh, who am I to judge? You know they what I mean? sell, right? I have some. Yeah, I've got some. They make good gifts for friends and family who don't actually do toys, but love certain, like my dad's got like Albert Einstein. My mom has the gingerbread Thor. You know, my sister's got some from the office. My kids, my daughter's going, she's going to school to be a chef. So every time we get one that has a chef, she gets that one. So she's got, um, you wouldn't believe how many chefs they're actually make of different things. So, but yeah, so she's got, like I said, they're, they're fun gifts and people can put them on their desk and just, you know, they don't have to be all in on it, which is what is, I think, which I think is about the coolest thing because you can be in it, but not in it, but others are just like all in. Yeah, no, it's, I, I also find it fascinating that basically you're kind of told to not really take the Funko out of the box. Like you're supposed to leave it in the box, but I'm curious on how many people take them out of the box that you know of. Probably more than they would admit to, cause they're not actually sealed. So if you're careful, you could pop the box open and no one would ever know the difference as long as you kept them clean. You know what I right. mean? Um, so it's not really as big of a deal like I said, because they're not actually sealed. So if it was sealed, it would be a different thing because then it would make a difference like it does on action figures. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I open all my stuff anyway. So all of my collections are just, they're out. Ooh, you actually brought up an interesting question I want to ask is, do you have any cleaning tips for your toys? The best one I could think of is keep it in a display case. Okay. Because then you get the least amount of dust and Mm -hmm. or pet hair or anything. I have you know, I have pets. So while we keep everything clean, you can't keep the hair off of everything. Yeah. So we put all of our stuff at home is in display cases. They still have to be cleaned out because obviously air still gets in there, but it makes it where you don't have to clean it as often. That's a really good tip. Tips and tricks. Yeah. Do you buy Jordan? I'm telling you, it makes it, it's worth it. Yes, I completely agree with that. Um, do you guys have any prized possession toys that you're like, I will never let go, Jack. I will never let go. No, I wouldn't say I have anything I never let go of. There's obviously things I have that I don't want to let go of, but doing what I do for a living, I can get rid of it at any time and get it again later. I may Ooh. have to pay more for it, you know, depending on the time frame, but no, I can get it again. Oh, I love your confidence. Like, man, I can get it again. I can find it again. Mm -hmm. Let me know, hurry. I got plenty of toys. 
You got blood. Is there any one toy in particular that you don't have? Do you have a conquest toy that you would go to Mordor and back for to find and get? No, I don't think I do. I know just a few things in particular. It's just like, oh, I'd like to have that if I ever come across it because some things are so rare or just, you know, older and things you just things you don't see. But I don't think there's anything. I don't think so. I think it's more like when I see it um, in hand, something will come in or my husband will order something for me and be like, hey, do you like this? And I'm like, I love that that's going out. You know, that's don't even put that on the store because it's not going there. So, but I try not to have the expectation. I like the, I guess, the surprise of it. Oh, good. More than anything to see the randomness of things that come in. And sometimes I'm amused by, you know, the smallest, cheapest, most ridiculous toy that comes I mean it's like literally not worth anything but I find so much joy in it Mm -hmm. you know sometimes I'm the most excited about that but then again I've had all of this stuff you know hundreds of times over now you know with the Star Wars the Masters University and Joe's it's there's not much I haven't had so at one point in time so I kind of feel like those are my collection and I'm okay with it to let it go and go to another home somebody else that would enjoy it Mm-hmm. And I'll find something else. Do you guys have a lot of Rainbow Bright or like classic My Little Ponies going on? Your I, I sometimes it depends. I do like to get those when I can, especially the Rainbow Bright because it was probably my number one uh, when I was young, and I had a big collection of them at one point in time. But I just I couldn't I just couldn't keep it in display at all. So um, if I can't open it and play it and have it up to enjoy, then I. I can't keep it because I just, I don't, it makes me sad when it just sits in a toad or, you know, whatnot. So, but we, I try to get those as much as I can. Sometimes they can be hard to get in good shape. Um, Anything that has any kind of plush or cloth or things is a little more difficult. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. Yeah. And then the ponies were tend to get um, like mold and stuff because they would get water in through the tail. Mm -hmm. And so it would, I played with mine in the bathtub. So um, even the ones that weren't supposed to be in the bathtub. Um, so, cause I wanted to play with all of them. Um, then I think a lot of girls did that. So I think it's, sometimes it's hard to get them in good shape, but people really like them. So a lot of times I'll put them out and like the same one or two people will buy like all of what I have. I mean, I loved my little ponies as a kid and I even was into rainbow bright as a kid for like a hot second. And then like, I recall there not being a lot of toys available for a rainbow bright like it was hard for my mom to find rainbow bright yeah toys. it was more dolls and yeah. they were actually soft dolls they weren't like vinyl they yeah. had vinyl faces but the rest of the body was more like a plush, a plush so yeah that's another reason it's hard to get them because they didn't plush doesn't stand up over the test of time yeah they have to be kept in a certain way to keep them from deteriorating or getting too dirty or anything like that so i think that's another reason we don't see as many of them is because of that yeah. No, I completely, that makes sense now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. I was like, where was all, but we even had trouble collecting Power Ranger toys when Power Rangers came out, the Mighty oh. Morphin Power Rangers, um, because that there was just a high demand for them because yeah. nobody knew that the show was going to be as big as it was. And then the toy, the toy companies were just like, oh, uh, we can't mass produce this fast enough for these kids. Yeah. But it's probably being sold both here and in Japan. So it was probably, you know, cause then it was, you know, a big thing on, on that side of the world as well. So, oh, yeah. yeah, 
I can imagine at the time when things were coming out that it would be that would be hard to get for sure. Do you guys have Power Rangers collections there? Absolutely. The Mighty Morphin and like what? There's Dino Char. I stopped after I think the first Power Rangers movie. I think I I think that's when I like tethered off of it. But like yeah. I, but I know that it's just never it's never been canceled. It just keeps going. <laughs> Yeah, they, um, it was actually, again, age and myself, it was a little after my time when those came out, but my sister was into them at least for a little while when, (laughs) when we started doing all of this and seeing how long it actually ran and how many different lines they've actually done because Power Rangers, not necessarily just by waves, but they change. So like you said, like the Dino Changers or the Dino Chargers, um, Robo Force, or not not Robo Force because that's a different toy line. But like there was a Robo One. Yeah, they did like um, yeah, they did the Space the SPD. They did the um, Zio. They did a lot of different ones, and the, the current line. So I mean, it's just and then they did the um, the remakes. They did the reissues and things like that of the older ones as well. So that kind of re-energized a lot of people um, with their Power Rangers stuff, you know, because of that as well. So it's, like I said, it was a little past my time, but it has been, it's really popular, you know, with that group, that age group of, of kids that grew up with that. Yeah. What would you say is the top seller at your store currently? What brand, what IP? Star Wars, I would probably Star say. Wars? Yeah. I think you're lying if you say anything else, <laughs> just well, because there's so many, you know, there's what I so mean? many it, of them. There's so much, there's so many different lines, so many different um, generations of, you know, people that have grown up with that. So I don't think I would be able to get away with saying anything else. I mean, superheroes are popular, you know, um, a lot of the anime stuff is popular, the Power Rangers, everything's popular in its own way, but I really don't think anything could beat Star Wars. How is Star Wars set up in your store? Do you have like all of the different lines together or do you kind of like spread them out in the store? Well... It depends. I try to keep them together as best I can. Um, it depends on the current inventory because if I get too much of like big things, they end up kind of having to go different ways just because of shelf space. But like all of the vintage stuff I keep together, um, I've got a few different display cases that have those. So that's going to have all your 70s stuff, your 80s stuff. But for the most part, if I can, like all the carded stuff is together for sure. Like I said, it's just that box stuff that sometimes run out of run out of shelf space for some of those larger you know millennium falcons and things yep no sabers uh, saber lightsabers <laughs> yeah. yeah. get the 200 ones that change color on you yeah yeah they've yeah <laughs> they've got a lot of them absolutely and then of course with the new disney parks now there's like these really fancy lightsabers you can get now that i don't even want to know how much they cost yeah yeah, they had those as well. They had them some before then that you could kind of put together, but I don't think it was quite as elaborate, you know, options for those kits and stuff. But yeah, the Disney Parks ones, I've seen a few of them. They're really nice. Very, very cool. Um, Do you guys get to take a vacation anytime soon? Um, No. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. No nope. vacations in the future. I take no it back. vacations in the past. No, no there's no time. <laughs> there's just no time. Because I was going to ask if you wanted to go visit any of the other toy store owners that are out there and check out their stores in the future. 
Yeah, at this point, I'd love to go just about anywhere, just because, like I said, I don't ever get to go anywhere because it's just always so much work to be done. So sometimes I'll get out of here for a day or two, but it's pretty rare. And usually my kids have to like put down their foot and be like, no, we're going here. I want to go like to Kings Island. They'll, you know, which is an amusement park over here in Ohio. Well, I'm glad they encourage you to get out when you can, because everyone deserves to have a vacay. I know. I'm so excited. I want one really bad. I'm hoping this next year that that'll be a little more feasible. Good. Well, I'm going to send you the good vibes that you can go on a vacay because everyone vacation vibes. Yeah. I'm going to send you all the vacation vibes. (laughs) Uh, So tell me what's in store for 2022 for you. We're just going to keep at it. Just new inventory. I mean, that stuff cycles through, you know, every week. So there's always something different, but we've had a lot of new faces, a lot of older faces. Um, some faces we haven't seen in a while because of COVID and, you know, they travel in from like Chicago um, or come from Michigan or Kentucky and stuff. So with everything that's been going on, everybody's been, you know, a little more cautious about traveling, but we've seen some of them recently and they're like, oh, we're so glad we're able, right. you know, to get back up here and things like that. So it's been nice to see some of those spaces and know that those people are doing well because I got some guys that come down and see us from Michigan. It's always so much fun when they come. They're so excited and it's just like dramatically so. So it's a lot of fun when they show up. So I haven't Good. seen them in a little while. So I'm hoping I see them soon. Oh, awesome. That's great. And anything new for the store that you're going to do this year in 2022? Oh, probably something, but who knows what too early to tell right it is too early to tell because it kind of just it changes on its own and we just kind of go with it um i love it yeah because it's it the store kind of dictates more of what happens than what we do so it just matters inventory what people are liking what people are not liking so we're just going to continue to try to get as many cool stuff different stuff as we can and try to have a little something for everybody that's awesome. Well, before we go, and that just means that we're going to have to chat again, because obviously we got to check and see what's new at the store at Kokomo, take you down to Kokomo. I had to do one of those lines. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's fine. I mean, people do that to you every day, right? All the time. And All the fine. time. And you're like, that's yeah, fine. No, Does anybody cool. ever walk in with just the Beach Boy song playing? <laughs> I don't think I've seen them come in playing it. They will come in and sing it. They'll sing oh, yeah. it to me. Yeah. Um, even when they call me on the phone, sometimes they'll do that. So it's, <laughs> it's fun. Good. Well, I'm glad you're not sick and tired of it, but I mean, nah, it's fine. Like said, like, it it makes right. them happy. So, you know, they, like that's whatever floats your boat, man, whatever yeah. floats your boat. <laughs> I'm pretty easy going. <laughs> well, tell the folks at home how they can find you guys on the social channel. Where are you guys at? Yeah. You can find us, um, on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I think those are the big ones I think there might be something to do with TikTok but I don't know if he's done anything with that again I don't do the social media but for sure Facebook Instagram is where you're going to see all the new stuff that comes in um, and any updates about the store any changes in hours if there needs to be that for you know mandated reasons but yeah that's where all the info's at and it's just Kokomo Toys Uh uh-huh excellent so you heard it here folks Kokomo Toys play the Beach Boy song while you type it in in your head. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Playlist. Amber Jordan says it's fine. I just like <laughs> to say her full name. Amber Jordan says it's yeah. fine. 
add it to your playlist, play it in your head when you're typing in Kokomo toys to get there fast and uh, then take it slow. (laughs) And then some of them do that. They'll, they put it on their playlist for their car right over. Oh, that's so cute. I love yeah. that people do that. And then they admit it publicly. They're like, oh, by the they way, when I, come to, when I come to show you, uh, I put that song on. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, hey, man, that's awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, thank you for chatting with me. We're going to have to chat again because I want to keep up to date with everything that's going on with you guys. And hopefully Absolutely. one day, one day in the future, I shall travel down to Kokomo. I will get there fast and then I will take it slow because... Absolutely. That's That's the only way to do it. That's where I want to go. (laughs) (laughs) I've really admit that this happened. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. And guys, we will see you next time on a toy store near you. Bye. Mint on a card and loose complete prototypes that are really unique. Great Garlu and me go to this and more at a toy store near you. Subscribe to us too. And like and comment.